0: Hey everyone, and welcome to episode six of the MTB Fitness Podcast. Today, I chat with Elliot Heap. Elliot is an under 21 EWS world champion and he also runs a business with his brother called Ride MTB Coaching. I actually recently did a full coaching day with Elliot um, at his company and it was brilliant. So in this episode we talk about racing, nutrition, his training, we talk about the kind of coaching he does and what he sees with riders and we also talk about how I found the day. So I hope you really enjoy it. Enjoy, this is episode 6 of the MTB Fitness Podcast. Hey podcast, so today I'm here with Elliot Heap, Elliot races EWS circuit, last year he was the EWS under 21 world champion and he's also got a coaching business which is skills coaching uh, called Ride MTB Coaching, a couple, about a month ago was it, four weeks ago I actually went down and saw Elliot for the day so it was great, so we're going to be talking about that, talking about racing, uh, yeah and just having a good chat, so
1: Elliot thanks a lot for coming on. No worries mate, thanks a lot for having me. <laughs> So tell us a
0: little bit more about how you got into racing, a little bit more about yourself. I'm sure plenty of people that are listening know all about you, but there might be some people who have literally heard your name for the first time. So, yeah, tell us a little bit more about
1: your background, what you do. and okay. So, um, yeah, I did, um, basically, I got into mountain biking after breaking myself that many times in motocross. So I got a bit sick of it when I was about 13. So, um, yeah, 2013, I did my first mountain bike race, picked up my first mountain bike, well, proper mountain bike anyway. Um, did a few, like, local races, stuff like that, nothing major. And then 2014, I um, I did the full UK Gravity Enduro Series, so um, in the under-18 category. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good experience. I was my first year racing. And uh, Nigel Page, who's my team manager now, he lent me a downhill bike, um, and I raced the uh, BDS at Langol, and he put me into that. And I was like, oh, God, I've never seen anything like it. So I was turning up, like, hoping for, like, a... I don't know, like a top seven or something like. that. I've been through roots and rain. I'd done my research. I'd te- kind of checked tools there, and I didn't really know anyone. Like I was just guessing. So, um, but yeah, I managed to uh, come away from the, with the win at that race. And that was your first ever downhill race. It wasn't my first ever downhill race, but it was maybe my fourth, something like that. So, yeah, I hadn't been on a downhill bike very long at all. Um, and that track is absolutely stupid <laughs> uh, a lot of people know about it a lot of people have been but if you've not seen it type in Langol and Deathwoods into your phone or computer and you'll see what we had to deal with that weekend it was absolute carnage <laughs> um, but yeah so I did that race I did national champs that year as well um, but yeah and then the following year so the start of 2015 um, Nigel turned up my, to my house with a contract uh, and I've been on chain reaction cycles uh Mavic team ever since, so yeah, um, four years on the team and I've loved every second of it. So uh, yeah, so the past four years I've been racing World Cups and then some EWS, and then at the start of last season uh, the team switched to enduro solely. So yeah, this this season I did my full first full season of EWS in the under 21 category so and it turned out pretty well so
0: happy with that okay nice and humble about that <laughs> yeah well
1: i had a lot of bad luck so i was to be honest i was quite humble to come away with the win so right um yeah it was a it was a big effort this year but i'm glad it all paid off in the end so
0: and then you're going into the over like the elite category is it yeah called? The yes, normal category yeah right?
1: so yeah. elite category next year um yeah i can't wait to mix it up with the big boys and see where we end up to be honest um, <laughs> yeah i've been working hard training hard so i got to new zealand in february uh, with my teammate keelan and uh, yeah we'll be digging in over there getting some warm weather riding in and uh, yeah the first two races are in New Zealand and then Tasmania so we'll already be over there and we'll not be jet lagged or tired right yeah. like that so it should be good I'm excited have you been out there before? Or? Uh, yeah I went to New Zealand at the start of last year with my little brother for a month um, mm. training like um, yeah that, that helped a lot are there a lot of
0: the races out there at el- altitude or are they just like uh, normal I'm not, level?
1: I'm not really sure, I've I've, only ever, I've never raced in New Zealand, I've only ever trained there right. um, but yeah, I can't see it being too high. Um, but no, it's definitely, it's just a different place to ride your bike. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, it's like riding near like, peak summer and then some, like so uh, it's really good when you get to like the really hot races and you kind of, you know what to expect. And obviously the UK boys, it's all right, we're riding wet routes mm. and steep techy mud and stuff like that, but as soon as it gets fast and dry, yeah, not used to quite it. a lot of us struggle. Um, so that's why I went over there. It, it definitely helps with every other kind of we can all ride mud it's just as soon as it dries up we need as much help as we can get so <laughs> that's why we head over there like it's good
0: so how do you find the transition what do you have you got any things that you do to make that transition easier from riding in the peat district here where everything's muddy and slippy and rooted yeah. to suddenly being bone dry
1: yeah well, i don't really have any any tips like you just kind of just ride your bike to be honest um, right. yeah it's a case of like i don't know. um, Turn it up, if it's dry, you're going to, well, you're just basically working out how much grip you've got. Whether it's wet, dry, claggy, rooty, greasy, whatever, you're always just trying to work out how much grip you've got, and then you go from there.
0: So you do that step-by-step, do you, when you're practising? Yeah, so... you go out and test a corner, and then go a bit further, and then go a bit further. Yeah, well,
1: we don't really do much sessioning, but you kind of, like, ride a track, and you get a feel for it. So, obviously, each track in an EWS is going to be slightly different dirt. So each stage, your tyres are going to work differently you have to ride a little bit differently and it, it's so hard to adapt a hundred percent to every track obviously because you've only rode it once before you race it and um, so that, that was a big big thing for me this year was basically just toning it down a bit because in the world cups you've got to race at like 110 yeah, percent out. on a track that you know really really well and then in the EWS <laughs> you're just studying GoPros that on a track that you've rode once and then trying to remember not necessarily every feature but key features so if you ride we tend to ride practice at like a decent pace, like not not race pace, like so it's so then when you do get to like a dangerous or like a, a bit more technical area of the track, you can you can kind of like stop, have a look at it. But everything else, if you can ride it without thinking about it in practice, then when you come to your race, you'll be doing that anyway. Right. Just a little bit faster. So yeah, it's just a case of trying to remember key key points of each stage, which is really important. Uh, and that was a, that was a big thing for me this year. So is there a big difference in pace
0: off? if you were to just do one stage over and over and over and over, say it was a, da- if you took yeah. uh, one stage and did that as a downhill, yeah. would there be a huge difference in pace on that downhill time to the EWS pace, or is it e- 98% oh, the same pace? To, Does that make sense? To,
1: to be honest, yeah, yeah, it, it, it'd be hard to ride a track that you've only rode once the same pace as what you'd be able to ride if you rode it eight times, yeah. but um, to be honest, mate, them, the boys are so fast, <laughs> like, it's <laughs> stupid. But it's like Martin, like Martin Mays, for example, he's just absolutely blown everyone away this year, he's, He's uh, been right up there with the EWS, battling with Sam, my teammate, and and then he goes to a World Cup and wins it. Like, <laughs> it's like what? And then he nearly won World champs. It's just shows that these EWS boys are not slow. Like yeah, oh, they're, gotcha. they're, they're riding blind and they're still going absolutely lit. So, but yeah, it, it's I don't know what what the difference would be. It'd be nice to know. Yeah. Um, might be a case of turning up to um going to a track and just. Time my second run and then time in my eighth run and see what the difference is. It would be nice to know, to be honest. Do
0: you have a fear when you're going flat out and you can't remember what's around the corner? Like, do you slow down and back off, or do you just fully commit and think I'll deal with it when I get around the corner? What uh,
1: you, you kind of. It's all about riding with your head in enduro because you got to remember a crash is a good few seconds, whereas if yeah. you ride a little bit slower, it's only a few seconds. But then you've got to remember, you've got to remember that everyone else is you're racing as well. So. Yeah you got to work out like how fast everyone else is going and yeah. whether they're going to be pinned through you. Whether, so it's all about riding sensibly. So you can ride sections. That, you have sections that you can ride really fast and then you have sections that you have to kind of slow down for. And it's remembering which one, which parts of the track they are kind of thing. Yeah. So you don't want to be riding like a 10-second piece of track absolutely lit and then going into the next corner really slow and cocking it up. It's you, just about being smooth the whole race. and okay. That's what Sam's really good at so um, Sam's like so consistent so smooth and he carries so much speed everywhere and I don't know if you've ever watched him but it's just like he's not really doing anything at all so as you look at like um, Martin Mays he's pedalling everywhere, he's on the edge all the time and he's absolutely just giving it everything everywhere so a lot of people ride differently um, obviously no one, no two riders are the same so um, but yeah it it is really hard to try and kind of like Work out what what parts of the track you're better off riding really fast, and what parts you can kind of like back off a little bit and just kind of like watch yourself. And another main part of it as well is in EWS. Is what people forget is there's actually uphills in stages, so it's massively important. The bit before the uphill, you're trying to carry as much speed as you can, yeah. Because you don't want to be going into it at start standstill and then using your legs to get up there because you've got a big day ahead of you, like so. Um, But yeah, carrying speed into uphills, that's another massive thing, and just having the fitness and the legs in you, and almost a technique, because you don't want to be stood up on the pedals for, say you've got a 40 second sprint, you don't want to be on the pedal, like, stood up the whole time, you kind of need to work out when to put your seat up, if to put your seat up, and stuff like that, and you kind of work that out as you you get along through the season, like, you work out what works best for you, so.
0: So do you pace yourself over the day, because you're obviously in the saddle for eight hours do you find that you set you do you go at a steady pace at the beginning or are you pretty much flat out on the first uh, stage and you've just got the fitness to be able to do that eight times however many stages are at
1: yeah well to be honest when you were racing at that level you've kind of like you kind of expected to have that level of fitness yeah so you just got to be flat out yeah, on everyone so you, literally you get to a stage mate and you're giving it everything you've got everything yeah. you've got and then more especially like um, you, you can ride at, at like maybe 80 90 percent because you don't know where you're going at the end of the day you don't you don't run a risk of crashing. You kinda, you've got to look after your bike as well because that's going to make yeah. it through the whole day so once you set off at the start of the day there's no assistance there's no mechanical help there's nothing yeah and uh, if you break something you've not got it with you and you can't fix it yourself then you're it's knackered screwed. so um but yeah no it's a case of um yeah just going out and well i don't know really you kind of like you, you cruise the transitions the, the, the timing's usually all right um, so you've got like maybe 15 minutes at the top of the stage maybe a bit less 10-15 bit minutes depending on what race you're at obviously um, but yeah you kind of I don't know you get up there you get yourself ready have a bit of food before you stage get a bit, get plenty of fluids in your gels or whatever you want to use I don't know everyone's different um, and then yeah you set off and literally you just try and well it depends what stage it is but obviously every stage if you've got a 16 minute stage you don't want to be like going hell for leather the whole thing it's just not (laughs) going to happen so like um, yeah we had a stage in Chile I think it was 11 Ks long Uh, it was stupid like stupidly long um but yeah that was that was ridiculous so yeah you can't go so how long did that that take what were the times i think it was like 15 16 minutes or something right maybe maybe a bit longer i'm not sure but that was the first race of the season so that's going back a long way um (laughs) so presumably
0: on a stage of that length that's much more about pacing yourself than a two minute stage or a three minute stage yeah
1: definitely so two three minutes you can do that stuff yeah no worries yeah um yeah no worries at all um but yeah as soon as you get to like yeah your 10 minute plus stages that's when you really need to think about Kind of just carrying speed, looking after yourself, and getting yourself through the stage with like as much um, pace and as much energy as you can do, kind of thing. Another uh, thing with the big stage as well, you've got to you've got to kind of eat a lot more before it because your body's going to be part- performing at such a high level for such a long yeah. period of time. And um, these these are the type of things you've got to think about when you're training. So I always like to try and train, um, so when when I get to the race, it's almost easier because um, if you can do like a a minute interval six times, and you get to an EWS, you might be mid-stage, and then you've got to do another, you might have to do a 30-second sprint, up yeah. the Hill. it's going to be a bit easier than doing a minute one kind of thing. Because so you're prepared for that yeah, in training. Yeah, well, that's it, so, so uh, that's the idea.
0: There's so many questions we'll ask on those. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, might yeah. be making mental notes as you can go yeah, through yeah, no, So with the nutrition, you mentioned about you eating before you drop into each stage. Yeah. So... Two good points in there. I think first of all, you said that everyone's different, and yeah. like even at that elite level, you have some races you're having gels, you know, you yeah, have different yeah, yeah. races eating yeah. different things. Yeah. I've got, and I know I mentioned before, in January I've got a nutrition booklet coming out, and one main point that I keep repeating all the way through it is that yeah. everyone's different. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you'll recommend right eat carbs, and you'll have somebody who has a keto, like a high fat, low carb diet, yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. oh I feel amazing on that. And I think the key is to find what works for you. Yeah, definitely. So over a race day, an EWS race day, what do yeah. you personally eat?
1: Um, so start of the day we have like usually we have like a big breakfast. Well, not necessarily a big breakfast, but just our breakfast so the night before. We have a solid meal, so it can contain like a lot of carbs, um, a lot of meat, stuff like that. Just uh, usually it's just meat and carbs, yeah. um, just so you get your protein to recover from your practice and stuff like that, because that's really important. Because what people don't remember is uh, an EWS standard weekdays. You practice Thursday, Friday, and you race Saturday, Sunday. So. Um, there's a lot of recovery needed, and yeah. some people forget that, and especially when you go to other countries like we've struggled in the past, being in Italy and stuff like that, because everything's pizza, pasta, not nothing really like really substantially So this year, before the, ra- the night before the we race, we went to a sushi restaurant. Okay. Um, just because it's full, uh, you can get plenty of protein from a sushi restaurant. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can get your carbs as well. So the morning before race, uh, depending on where we are, um, I just like it. It depends. What literally depends where we are. So sometimes Nigel will make us some like an omelette like a or like a breakfast style wrap kind of thing. Bit of bit of meat, bit of a uh, bit of eggs, stuff like that. Uh, and then we can be on cereals. Cereals aren't the best but um it just depends what's there, to be honest. And then throughout the day, I like to eat. like
0: Cereals aren't the best because that's your because that's what you find when you have them. Um, I just find I just
1: find it doesn't really last very long. So yeah. Um, especially like when you when you're going out and sweating for your ring off for so long, <laughs> it's, it's alright. You just gotta get a lot in, and milk's quite quite bad when you're out there, and yeah. it's it kind of like thickens up all your your saliva and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I try and. Try and stay off stuff like that just to help with breathing and stuff. So
0: what's your? You can choose exactly what you have for breakfast. You You can just click your finger if you could. If you could click your fingers, I know you can because you might be staying at a different place. But if you could, if you're racing from home and you can buy the food in the day before, what would what would be perfect Um, pre race pre ride breakfast?
1: Um, I'm I'm a sucker for for poached eggs on toast. Um, so like nice thick brown bread, toasted, good few eggs on top. Yeah, bit of black pepper, nice and basic. No avocado, because I think it's the slimiest thing in the world. See, I love avocado. I've had yeah, that for my breakfast ev- this morning. Everyone loves <laughs> avocado, mate. So, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, that's why I have probably solid poached eggs, toast. Nice and basic, nothing too nothing too heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, that way I know that when I'm pushing myself, I'm not going to see my breakfast again, Yeah, um, which you don't want. But yeah, like throughout the day, like this year, I've had like just like sandwiches and stuff like that even. While you're out riding. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I try and eat them like... Well, well before the stage, so like if I can eat them early on, then I'm not like obviously I've not got a big lump of bread in my stomach when I'm sprinting my ring off. So
0: how far roughly is well before? Is that an hour? or I Is don't that know. thirty minutes? No, so
1: well, um, it depends. Obviously, sometimes you, when, after you finish the stage, you don't really want to ram a sandwich in you before you do a two-hour pedal up an hill. So it can depend. It can be usually if I can get if I can get something down me half an hour before I set off, um, that's all right. And then obviously when I get to the top of the stage, I have like. Um, power blocks and stuff like that, that Cliff Bar mate, uh, they're really good. Uh, you don't have to have too much water with them, so.
0: And you'd have that immediately before you drop in.
1: Uh, about 15 minutes before. Okay. Take them, uh, and then they start kicking in. Right, and then thing. when you hit your stage, yeah, your yeah, sugar yeah. levels are high. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. it, and you've got that little bit of a, a carbohydrate boost kind of thing. So, um, yeah.
0: Have you got any favourite sandwiches that you have? Uh,
1: sandwich? Uh, not really. No, I've had a bit of all sorts, teller and. Uh, Nutella and uh, peanut butter, that's, yep. a, that's a classic, <laughs> uh, it's a bit bit like, uh, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. like buddy, if you've ever seen a dog lick peanut butter <laughs> off a spoon, that's what you feel like, uh, but no they goes. Um, even just a ham and cheese, chicken, just anything, I just like eating proper food to be yeah. honest, like, it's alright having your bars and stuff but to be honest it's more effort than what it's worth getting stuck in my teeth. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, the cliff bars are so nice though. Yeah. Literally, you could yeah, I could eat. Well, I could <laughs> eat them all there. Um, so I do. I take a few of them. Um, I take. Um, yeah, I take a proper sandwich as well. Um, but yeah, no, a uh, bit bit of all sorts really. Yeah.
0: So it sounds to me then that you have a mix of proper food, which would be like your sandwich, like a yeah, yeah, cheese yeah. and ham sandwich, or a Nutella and peanut butter sandwich. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you've got. Your bread with the protein and the fats inside, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but true. you're also having the typical like energy yeah, bars, yeah. if you like, like, yeah, the, bars. designed
1: for the job, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, these new like, we've been sponsored by Cliff Bar, I think we started with them started this year, yeah. And uh, some of the flavors and stuff like that that come out with, me are stupid, <laughs> like, it's so good. And like, you and thinking, this is just a chocolate bar, <laughs> I was like, is this just a glorified dairy milk? <laughs> uh, is this like a healthy dairy? Milk? But, no, they're well goes, so Yeah, third place at Cliff Bar. But yeah, <laughs> we've pulled something out of the bag. there. serious.
0: Do you aim for like a specific amount of carbs per hour, or do you just eat?
1: Uh, to be honest, mate, I just eat. Yeah. Less worrying I can do me about mes- myself, the more worrying I, I can do about me racing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, as soon as I start thinking about other things and I start, well, I start cocking up really. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I just try and focus on myself in the day. Well, to be honest, I don't like thinking about racing too much. Cause as soon as you think about racing and trying and all the rest of it, you're better off just. is that like Nigel said to me at that first BDS? He said, "Just ride your bike down the hill, mate. You right. know what you're doing." Um Some people like to focus on it, and some people like to like look into everything behind it. But I kind of get there, and I, I know I know I'm here for a reason, and I know I know have earned my place here. So I kind of just get to the top of the race and just go as fast as I can. Right. Um, and that's basically it. Um, so yeah, there's no really, not much really thinking behind my racing or anything like that it's just turn up and go as fast as you can mm-hmm. and um yeah that's basically yeah, no, how I get it. I, it, yeah no attack each race yeah yeah yeah
0: so you try, yeah try your hardest but also stay chilled with it and try and
1: yeah just, just,
0: just relax and enjoy yeah, it by the sound of it yeah
1: well it's like um yeah it's, you, you know what you're doing you know what I mean you, you yeah. kind of get like I've done quite a few races now so you get there and it's not like you're new to it or anything like yeah. that and you need to think about what you are doing you kind of you, you just go into race mode and you know what you need to do you, you, you know if you struggle with something you go back you look at it you, you get it you get it right until the uh, until you're happy with it um but yeah other other than that mate it's just a case of turning up well doing doing what you get paid to do and um, doing it well and that's that's what i try and do at every race um try and make my team manager proud my family proud and all my sponsors and myself. Um,
0: So is that a big motivator for you then, making other people like your team manager and your family proud as much as doing it for yourself?
1: Well, to be honest mate, them people, what you've just named, my team manager, my team sponsors, my family have put so much into me um, that it's almost like it's a massive thing when they say well done to me, you know what I mean? Because they spend a lot of money, a lot of support, a lot of time and a lot of effort has gone into getting me to where I am and I, I really appreciate that, so yeah, making them proud, seeing them smile from through something that I've done is is massive to me, and it it, it really makes you feel good. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that's a big thing for me. Yeah. Um. I'm the almost critic. Uh, I always have been. I've been uh, one of the most competitive people you ever meet. Um. But I don't. I don't think it's a hindrance as, as such. So. I think it's um. I think it's a good thing. When I was a kid, it was almost a bit too much. he used to cry when I got second in <laughs> um, To the point where, if anyone's listening to this, who I used to race in motocross when I was six. You'll know that I used to go off into a paddock <laughs> and not speak to everyone, anyone for half an hour. <laughs> it was really bad. I you still like that now. No, I'm not like that. I don't, I don't like losing. Um, but sometimes you've got to to kind of work yeah. your way up. Um, but no, um, yeah, no, I like doing the best I can. And when when I don't do, um, when I don't feel like I've performed my best, I'll I'll sit there and I look at my, look at myself, look at my performance, yeah, and, and work out. What i've done wrong and then so i can fix it for next time
0: so you go straight into taking complete responsibility for losing the race not blaming the tire or the mechanical or the rock or this or that sounds like just look at you
1: obviously if you if you get to a race in like for example so this year in the twill for example i was i was leading i had i had a good lead and then i got a flat tire um and then i managed to i was like i don't know how many seconds i was back but i brought it back to like eight seconds after getting a flat and Mm -hmm. um Obviously I know I was performing well there, I was just really unlucky to get a flat tire. Yeah. Um so literally there's nothing you can do about that, obviously you just don't want to be getting flat tires. So yeah. I try and work out what I've hit, what what I've hit, what I can do next time to avoid getting a flat tire. But I've never worked well in team sports because like rugby, football, things like that, if there's an issue with the team, everyone kinda like Okay. He's like, oh, we've all got to work together. When I just sit there and I go, no, that was his fault. <laughs> or, like, if it's not like, if it was my fault, I'd fix it. Do you know what I mean? But I yeah. can't fix everyone else's. Yeah. Every well, I can't fix everything. What pe other people are doing wrong. Whereas when it's me and I know what I'm doing wrong and I know it's my fault and I can turn around to myself, and go right. Oh, you, you need to sort your act yeah. out of here. And, um, and that's 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 what I try and do. Like so.
0: So to, it sounds like to you, it's just completely normal. That's just the kind of person you are. That you take complete responsibility for. Your actions, your training, if you get a flat, you don't blame something else. You just think, right, what line did I choose? Did I choose the wrong line? Could I do something different? No. I think that almost, though, that to you, and I'm the same. I'm exactly yeah, yeah, the same. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I'd yeah. say I take responsibility. Yeah. That's something that a lot of people don't as well. So a lot of yeah. people, when they come to me as clients or through MTB Fitness, yeah, yeah. when they come, they'll blame other things so a good example if you're not eating right over Christmas we're recording yeah. this over Christmas if you're not eating right over Christmas people will blame the Christmas party or they'll blame the social yeah, events yeah, yeah. or they'll blame the mince pies at work rather what? than thinking that's you, you actually mean it <laughs>
1: <can't wait.">
0: that's, <laughs> that's it you either choose to eat it or you choose not to eat it yeah, but it's your yeah, choice yeah. Yeah, Like you're 100% responsible for it Christmas so I think it's really excuse. interesting that's all we're
1: using it as yeah as exactly as well.
0: you want to eat the mince pie, so I mean, you're, you're blaming year, that so. yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with having oh, the mince no, pies no, no, no. But, but just your, know that it's your yeah, choice yeah, I've yeah. been eating more chocolate over the past three weeks because we have had celebrations on yeah, the well, side but I know fully that it's my choice and it was like yeah, well, that's it, it. it wasn't because the celebrations were there that I ate them it's because yeah. I wanted to and I decided yeah. to yeah, well, that's and I think it. that's a subtle difference but for my followers or sorry for the people listening to this that's massively important that yeah. if you go out on a ride and you have a big crash Rather than blaming the argument that you had with your husband or wife an hour before, you think, you know what? Actually, I oh, was blame- in a bad mood. I should have calmed down. Stem. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, I need to drop to a 45 mil stem, that 50 mil stem. But <laughs> just ride your bike. you'll honestly over. But no, going back to that flat tyre thing. Um, Sorry. Yeah. There's, there's, there, tangent, is, there is times where I've where I've come back from a thing and I've gone, oh for God's sake, them bloody tyres. <laughs> um, but no, and I I always know it's my fault. Like. Uh, at the end of the day my teammate sam he, he's on the exact same tires he's winning yeah. races and i know that the michelin tires that we are using are absolutely unbelievable yeah um yeah the the, the ridiculous mate and you can see that this year with like i've i've been running uh wild Enduro on the front and then a th 22 for the majority of the year on the rear and um to be honest the, the grip that the tires provide in all conditions are absolutely beautiful phenomenal right so to blame it on a tyre would be so wrong yeah um, and it
0: removes all your power doesn't it as well then yeah well that's because it. because if you're going to be running them tyres anyway then yeah, well, that's, that's it it's like right well i can't win a waste because i'm blaming the tyre
1: yeah that's it but you, yeah you can't um if the minute you doubt your own setup is the minute it's all right
0: carry on fine. there's just a phone going off in the background <laughs> yeah <it's all laughs> the minute right. you doubt yourself i
1: felt it vibrating in my pocket <laughs> well. should we answer it on the podcast yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's just a... Triple oh, triple a spam free. call,
0: isn't it? That would have been better, wouldn't it, if it was a missus or something? Yeah, that would have been better. <laughs> could have had it, yeah. Yeah, well, she's upstairs, so she's oh, not she? going to be ringing me. <laughs> yeah, so. You've been on the podcast long enough now.
1: Yeah, that's it. Uh, she was like, oh, sh- I'll stay out of the way. I was like, no worries, love. You stay up there. <laughs> she could have been on it, I wouldn't I'll have it. I'll, I'll only distract you. Oh, she might come down in a bit with a lash on. Oh, yeah, I'm ready, shall we go? Um, but no, it's
0: good crack. <laughs> so... You also well last one before we move on to your coaching. What does your training look like? So like now when we're recording this, it's the middle of December, nearly Christmas, and you're starting the season in March. Yeah. What's your week to week training looks like?
1: Uh, so I'm just building up basically. I don't really want to. Um, I don't really want to peak too early. Um, so you got to remember the first race at the end of March. So if you train like absolutely flat out now, by the time you get there, you kind of already burnt out. Okay. So obviously you want to you want to peak fitness by then. So. I'm just, uh, I've been easing my way into uh, training rides and stuff like that. I broke my finger last week. I I thought it looked a bit black. So, yeah, if you look, it's it's actually going to come off. Um, The nail is? Yeah, the nail will come off. The finger won't, hopefully. Nice. I need that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I did that the other week. So that that stopped me riding properly for a while, and that was a bit of a pain. But I've got, um, like, barbell, stuff like that in the back garden. It's just a case of, it's just a case of, um of going out and doing it so um, like some mornings I'll get up and I'll just do like a, a quick walk or loop chuck my intervals in it and then other days I'll go out to up to Roonton where, where we went yeah and I'll do a two-hour ride up there with quite a lot of high intensity little sprints thrown in so like, but I don't I don't like just going pedaling around the road or pedaling around yeah the, the the main bike I use for training is is my the bike that I race at the, yeah. at the races so I spend a lot of time on it through the off season I spend the majority of the, the race season on that one bike, so I know it really well and I'm really comfortable with it and uh, I know exactly what I need to do. So, But yeah, in terms of the training, it's it's just, I, I go out, usually I do a two-hour ride. You said, um, do you
0: have a heart rate monitor for that, don't you? Uh, you said I, we did, I did the coaching I, did, I
1: did, uh, did have a heart rate monitor. I've not used it for a while. Okay. Just kind of... Um, you know you're at that intensive. Yeah, intensity. before, before this, Well, about well especially when I go to New Zealand, that month where, where I'm there, that'll literally just be riding the bike every single day, um, really just refining them last little getting that last little bit out your body kind of thing for a month so um up until then it's just a case of just building and building and building so um for example my interv- intervals um before the start of last season i was doing six one minute intervals with about thir- 30 seconds in between each one um so that was so hard though to the point where i was spewing
0: are they flat or up or down uh, or so the, just a slight incline yeah yeah, and yeah stood or seated or yeah, a bit stood, of both? Um, right, okay. Yeah,
1: stood usually. Uh, the last few, I might end up sat down by the end of them. But, yeah, um, but you're trying uh, to be standing. Yeah, that's it. A lot then, it? So
0: you're flat out for that minute, Uh tra- Trying.
1: Well, at the start of last season, I was, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I was... Um, that that's was, intense, that was a isn't it? Because even
0: after 20 seconds of standing sprinting, you're starting oh, to feel yeah. it, aren't you? Yeah, I know, definitely. obviously, you'll, your fitness is going to be way better than yeah, mine than yeah, most yeah, of my yeah. listeners, but...
1: Yeah, but, like, no, um, so the start of... So now I'm back at, like, say, um, 30-second sprints. And then you so, build up to yeah, a minute yeah, yeah. to so, peak before. So yeah, I'll, then I'll go to like maybe from 30 to 40 seconds, from 40 to 50 seconds, and then try and peak at them 60 minutes if if we can like because six. 60 six, minutes. Six, that'd be a good standing pro Well, six, <laughs> 60. 60 seconds. Second yeah, sprints, yeah, with it. Um, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's that sounds stupid. intense.
0: Like, with a 30 second break in between. Yeah, so I'll I'll
1: change that I'll change that for out. So at the minute yeah. I'm doing like 30 seconds with like with like maybe 35 seconds off. Um, basically, all I do is I do it on the same hill, and I just rotate around. Yeah. So obviously, when you're doing when when I was doing my minutes, it was almost taking me exactly thirty seconds to get back down to the start point again. Okay. Um. So it's dead repetitive, and I can almost on the road I can I can work out how far I'm getting within yeah. that within that time as well. So obviously, the distance you'll be travelling in your thirty seconds that'll go up. Mm-hmm. Um. And then your break will come down, and then obviously towards the start of the season, that's when you just start really just picking it up and picking yeah. it up. Um. But yeah, like, I like to go. Um, I like to. I don't really get out and actually ride downhill too much. Um, like I say, um, it's just a case of building my fitness. And um, when I get to New Zealand, I'll literally be riding narrowly downhill every day. So yeah, um, I know I'll be able to pick my speed up then. Uh, don't get me wrong, I do love going riding in Wales and stuff like that, which I do quite a lot. Um, like I was there at the weekend coaching at full and then I did three four runs myself in the afternoon full runs right it's like an absolute river and I was over it after five minutes cause I was <laughs> freezing after being stood there for four hours but no it was really good and uh, no I just enjoy to be honest mate just getting out on my bike I don't don't like doing too much stuff like road bike stuff like that. it's good yeah. but to me 70 miles on a road bike is about 30 miles on a, on a mountain yeah. bike and I'd rather have 30, 30 miles of smiles and, and 30 miles of grids and lycra to be honest um, but that's just my personal opinion yeah um, you
0: get you get racers who do both don't you you get yeah, racers who like only ride mountain bike and racers who ride road as well people are yeah, in the mix like
1: another thing as well I've, I've got a trials bike this off season trials motorbike yeah. they're a big heavy lump yeah. Um, but yeah literally all I've been doing on that is basically mountain biking but like on a motorbike uphill okay. downhill it's yeah, like got you it. see it's wet you've got to i have got to like move the bike quite a lot it's, it's hard work and if you can throw one of them things around and yeah. then you j- jump on your buddy on me mega suddenly and, it feels like nothing yeah that's it it's like buddy throwing around a bmx right <laughs> it's, got you. It's, it's yeah it's cool uh, but no it's just something else to keep you keep you interested keep keep your keep your training up and and just not get bored of it because if you get bored of your training you get to a point in the morning where you're like oh no i don't want to go out anymore it's, you don't want to be doing that
0: so that was my next question i was going to say do you only train on your own
1: uh, yeah, round here, yeah. There's yeah. not many people. That Except come out when you
0: obviously you're out yeah, yeah. with your teammates. But uh, normally it's, it's on ra- your.
1: Ra- round here, yeah. There's not many people that will come out and ruin themselves for so long. Life. So, how
0: do you stop yourself from getting demotivated? And So, when it's lashing it down with raid, it's sideways like, sideways wind, and you're like, right, oh. today is 60 second intervals.
1: Yeah, well, it's just like. How do you motivate a... yourself to do it? Well, there's no. There's, well, it's not really motivation. You just know that you've got to.
0: Right, that's really interesting. So I was at a um, I was at a kind of a mini conference on Monday. Yeah. The guy there was a coach, and he trained. Oh, I forget his name. But if you follow the Olympics, it was a guy who was a three times gold world champion for the inside. Velodrome. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. As you can tell, I don't. I love mountain biking. I don't follow the company. Yeah, sport. yeah, no, I like, I like yeah. watching that, but yeah. I don't really follow. So
1: it. Ed Ed Clancy? Uh, yeah, yeah, Ed, Clancy, right, Ed Clancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Ed Clancy.
0: So we used to coach him um, through his gold Olympics, his yeah. gold medals, and he's written a book. And somebody asked him how do you motivate yourself? Um, How do you motivate yourself to get up and ride every day? I think it was him. It might not be him. Don't quote me if it wasn't, but it was a big cyclist like him anyway. He said, how do you motivate yourself to get up and train and ride every day? And he said, I don't motivate myself. I just do it. And he said, "Um, have you got a job? Well, yeah, of course I've got a job like, right, well, do you get up at work? Do you feel motivated to go to work every day, Monday yeah. to Friday? Well, no, of course I do. If I get on Monday morning, I can't bother yeah, really going. It. You're like, but you do you still day. go? Well, yeah, of course I do. And he said it's not motivation. It's just, well, today, Monday is intervals. So I go and do my intervals and yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you don't rely on motivation. No, and well, you that's literally it. just said, yeah, the exact that same thing, though. Yeah,
1: well, that, that's it. You know that um, at the end of the day, I, I want to do well. I want to do this as a job for as long as I can. So to do that, I need to, you need to go out and you need to train because you can't, it's all right in downhill, like you can go and ride with your mates at the weekend, do a few full runs, stuff like that. Um, yeah, like i when I was racing World Cups and that my training wasn't really that serious to be honest. I was still a young lad. I mean, yeah. I don't wanna be in the gym every day, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but now it's a case of getting out riding your bike and to do eight hours on a mountain bike, mate, you need to be a fit fella. Yeah, so, do, yeah. um yeah, you just it's just a case of getting out, doing it and if, if you wanna do well then it's something that you've gotta do, so And I I really want to do well, so I'm going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it until I work my way up and hopefully be battling with the the top dudes. Like, so yeah, um, winning AWS. Well, I'll try my best, but (laughs) yeah, no, um, yeah, it's just a case of you've literally just got to go out and do it, and if you don't, then your results will show it. Um, So if you come in, you do the work, and you get to that first race, and you know you've worked hard, you've got confidence behind you as well. If you turn up and you think oh yeah I've been slacking this winter mm. you, you're not gonna have a good year so that's why um, I like going to New Zealand for that that solid six weeks months before the start yeah. of the year because it's say it is hard like keeping it up going over here and stuff like that and, and riding and to be honest the ride it's alright riding for fitness around here but, but you've got a so I do say I do a two-hour ride I do 20 miles and I do about a thousand meters of climbing right if you do two hours and 20 miles in New Zealand, mate. You do a damn sight more than (laughs) 900 meters of climbing. Uh, Well, about a thousand meters of climbing. Yeah, so so when we go go to New Zealand, it's like a k K and a half a day, right? So we do like a k and a half of climbing, and then the net the following day, we're just doing bike park runs, right? So, like, there's natural tracks in there, there's rough downhill style tracks, you've got your jumpy, flowy tracks, and then you've got loads of natural stuff as well. So, um, it's just a case of mixing everything up and just trying to keep your training in- interested and stuff like that. Because um, at the end of the day, if you enjoy riding your bike, mate, you're going to go out and do it, aren't you? Yeah. And you've got to remember that when in being sat in this position, I'm a very, very lucky lad. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I want to keep this going, then that's 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 something that I'm, I'm really going to have to do. And uh, I always said it. and uh, said it to my dad when I was a kid. As soon as I stopped, as soon as it stops being fun, it's, it's when we'll stop riding bikes, Like okay. So it's like with motocross. He, my dad dragged me up and down the country <laughs> Like for eight years, like spend so many, so much money. Like, oh, it, it it was bad. Sometimes you kind of look at it and you go, oh my god. Like, you, I'm rinsing my mum and dad here. <laughs> like, we could have spent it on holidays and stuff like that. But we went to went on holiday in this country right. for the majority of of our lives. Like, so. So that's um, probably
0: part of the, or is that part of the reason that you're so motivated to?
1: Yeah, well, at the end of, well, it's, win it
0: for your mum and dad.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. I mean, at the end of the day, they've given me every opportunity they possibly could have done uh, to get where I am today, and with, without them, I, I wouldn't have been here. Do you know what I mean? It's like my team manager Nigel. Without him and that opportunity that he, he's given me, I pr- probably wouldn't have been here. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so much respect for like my mum and dad and Nigel and people like that have, have helped me out over the years and helped me get to where I am because. I might not be sat here with an interview you yeah. doing a podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean so you've got you've got to slightly like, take a step back and look at it sometimes you know what I mean it's yeah. um so like I said to Nigel this year in finale so we well me and Sam had just just won the overall and I turned around to Nigel and I went <laughs> four years ago I was pedaling around Billings Woods around the <laughs> corner and uh and I was on about buying a bike off you, and now look where we are, kind uh, of thing. It, it's stupid thinking about it, like. Gives me goosebumps, telling me. It's weird, mate. It's yeah, but then everyone asks, "Oh, what's it like doing this? What's it like?" And nothing. It's just every, everyone else goes to work and they go and sit in an office. I go to work and go race my mountain bike somewhere, yeah. and that that's that's the only difference. Other than that, I'm. I'm a normal lad from Wigan. I still I still like to go out with mates in my cars and stuff like that and do stupid things and get <laughs> parking fines because you've been parked to Asda for three hours and thirty three minutes. <laughs> like I got the other day. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like doing stuff like that. I like hanging out with my mates. I like going out for food, like with a girlfriend. I like I like doing stuff like that. I enjoy it. Um, Cause what people forget is we're away we're away for so long throughout the season. When we do get home, like at the end of the day, I live in Wigan. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm not. I don't live in a fancy house. I don't live anywhere like that. It's, but I, I I love it here. Do you know what I mean? When I'm older, I don't I don't really want to live anywhere else. I'd like to go maybe a bit close to Wales or somewhere like that. Right for the riding. Yeah yeah exactly that. Um, but yeah no I, I, this is this is home and I always love coming back and I'll see my family my friends and all the rest of it so. Um, it's always it always is good when you're on the way. home, me and Nigel, oh my God! It, it, I don't know if anyone <laughs> see my Instagram stories and stuff like that, but keep an eye out when we're on the back. From, when we're when we're on the way back from a race, um, we have the, the tunes banging. We've got like Tomorrowland on, yeah. with, like Timmy Trumpet, and me and Nigel just like raving for eighteen <laughs> hours straight in the sprinter, we're, like literally just going all night. We've got energy energy gels. We've had uh, in the past we've had like. Uh, this extreme energy stuff in our bottles and every time our eyes get everywhere having a sick and <laughs> then we're just going on through the night you get by you wake up the next morning when you get home your neck sore from head popping all way home it, it's so good and then you get home you see everyone and like you go and see all your mates and stuff you go out for food with your family and it, it's awesome uh, it's really good it just makes like being away from everyone's hard and even at my age like, I love being at home um, but then again I love being away just yeah. as much and it's uh, it's sick, just, yeah, hands down, the best job in the world. And then to come back and coach people as well. Yeah. And, like, people like yourself that are dead into it, turn up on a coaching day, have a right laugh, get better at mountain biking, and, um, yeah, just have a good chat throughout the day. And, to me, I, I turned around to you and I said it. I said I said to you on the day, I said, days like today made me, re- like, made me sit there and think I have got the best job in the world, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and uh, I genuinely believe that. So for it, for it to ever stop or... For me to even think about, like, missing out on doing this like, or going back to a normal nine-to-five thing, it, it's it's horrible. So that's another big motivation, I guess, um, is I don't I don't, I don't want to do this forever, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, yeah, I, know yeah. I can't. I know at some point it's going to have to stop, but the longer I can drag it out, the better.
0: <laughs> and you know what? The racing will obviously stop at some point, yeah, but well, you can it. still stay in the industry and there's yeah, tons well, of other stuff you can do in well, there. Well, that's so. it. I
1: think, I think quite a lot of people struggle staying in the industry because... Um, they might not be like, they might not show a different side to themselves. So they might turn up to a race, do the race, and go home. Whereas like, I like doing like four cross. I like going to your demo days and talking to people about bikes and stuff like that. Like doing this style of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and if you can, if you can kind of broaden, broaden like mountain biking as such. Yeah. Make yourself, well, carry yourself over as many different categories and different events as you can, then. I don't see how that could ever be a bad thing, do you know what I mean? So, like, this year I did four-cross for the first time. Okay. Um, and I ended up... I did the... Oh, I saw the video. I, I saw the a video
0: somewhere. It might have been on your Instagram. Yeah, probably. Huh? You uh, took someone... On, on you went inside. narrow in a corner. Yeah, they went yeah, wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, that was my first four-cross race. I did it on the bike that I raced my EWSs on. Uh, so everyone's <laughs> on, like, hardtails and short travel, short bikes. And... Um, but yeah I did the f- four cross race at Fort William got knocked off in the small final so my shoulder was wrote off for downhill for the next day so that was a bit, <laughs> bit rubbish but I qualified for the GP Worlds team um, which was a bit of a shock to be honest <laughs> I didn't have any intention of that the only reason I did four cross was because um, I only did the one downhill, the one world cup that year and it was Fort William right. and um, we did track walk and that and then after track walk you don't really have anything to do until you start riding, like, literally, you sit there and you do nothing, Right. so I was like, right, what can I do? Um, like, usually Sam's there, and we go for a bit of a trail ride and stuff like that, um, but Sam wasn't there this year, um, but yeah, uh, I turned around to Rob, the m- like, one of the main guys at Newproof, and I turned around and said, oh, I might do the four-cross, this was on track walk, like, and, uh, he said, if you want to do four-cross, I'll pay your entry, I was like, deal, so, um, yeah, that's how the four-cross came about, so, and then I turned up at um, Valdesol, so obviously I got selected for the GB Worlds team as such for the 4-cross. Um, yeah, I turned up and I managed to get 4th at 4-cross Worlds, so gutted to miss out on the podium. It's probably lack of experience that, that hindered my performance a little bit. I got I was a bit rushed in the final, but sitting there, I've watched that last race so many times, just over and over, <laughs> thinking Hell, I could have done it so differently. So next time I'll be a bit more prepared. I'm going to get in the... In the BM, in well, into the BMX track um, with Nigel on Wednesday night. Doing okay. a bit of gate practice um, over at the Manchester indoor. Uh, I'm just getting my dirt jumper fixed as we speak, um, and yeah, I'm just looking forward to. But yeah, that's a, that's another discipline. so yeah, I've raced downhill. Yeah. I've raced enduro. I've raced um, four cross. Um, I've, I'm thinking about doing a cycle cross race. But okay. I don't like being beat, and it's not my not my thing. Right, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll go i up and have have me arse handed to me by a couple of <laughs> young lads um, in the tight so, <laughs> Um Turn up in your baggies. Yeah, I, I did my first two races, Dad. What were they like? <laughs> 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 he put me in my first two mountain bike races was uh, uh, hit the north. Uh, where was that? hit the north Manchester way. If, you, if you, some, some people know it uh, but I turned up to the I was on a Trek Remedy so 150 160 mile <laughs> travel I had some fox vanilla forks on the front heavy as out uh, knee pads on shorts and a jersey it was it's like, a cyclocross yeah though. I didn't know it was a cyclocross <laughs> well, it's like an XC style race I don't know. They are, okay, the but they are these massive jackets on. I'm like, what's going on here? It's not that cold. Next minute, 10 seconds to go. <laughs> mums and dads cruise across. These jackets come off. Lycra sat there staring at me. I just looked over at my dad and just shut my head. I was like, this is not going to be good. How did you get on? Uh, I don't know. I think. I, uh, what did I do? Did I do all right? I can't remember. Top five. That's yeah, some going that. On and, and the trek, and, uh, oh god, what a mission that was. And then, and then, and then after that, I thought, right, so that's the last one of them and doing. <laughs> Nearly you know, spewed up at the side, just looking at me, that I'm thinking, I hate you. And because um, obviously we didn't know what we were doing. Like we were new to mountain biking, we didn't know what it was. I didn't think I could race downhill. No, I didn't think I was good enough. Yeah. Um. So I didn't know what races to do. And then we did uh, another. <laughs> the clue was in the name with this one. We should have really noticed. This. Mechanic, chase, run and ride. <laughs> oh, get me booked in there, Dad. <laughs> um, but no, I turned up to that and it was just the same. Why well, we have to run? <laughs> it was the same. Like, we didn't do any running, but uh, well, right. some of them did. Uh, oh, God. But you'd pass like five people on the downhill stuff and then eight people would pass you on the uphill. <laughs> oh, God. It was horrible. But yeah, that was the last one of them, of them I did And then I went into the Enduro. Um, so that's where I started. Then... Uh, obviously, the World Cups came about and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, d- mm, I'm debating a cycle cross race. I think I think I should do one. Watch I this space.
0: No. Think you just do a video on a cyclocross one. Uh,
1: yeah, that's For going that's down go- a lot. That's going out soon. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm, yeah. My wrists and me, my, my ankles were a bit sore after <laughs> that. i be honest, but no, it should look cool. And uh, if if um, yeah, keep keep your eye out. That'll be. Right. That'll be going out at some point. Um, probably by this. This, yeah, this will be, be out
0: in the next couple of weeks, so probably January, first week of January, something like that.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully it should be out by then. Um, yeah, if you've not seen it, have a look. It's on a I'm on a New Proof Digger, um, so it's like cycle cross by, It's made of alloy, um, and to be honest, I was absolutely blown away by how that bike took took that beating. Like right. that. I don't know if you've ever been up Rivington, but I'm riding the ice cream on up the right. Teflon Terra Weetabix track they call it. Um, there's a stream gap on the jump mat. Um, did a bit of trials on it um, hopping up steps stuff like <laughs> that Round a pump track on it um, yeah all sorts literally done all sorts on it I'm uh, sure that'll be all over social media when o- it goes out hopefully so. yeah but um I even uh, I even um, pay a visit to a local pie shop, so some of you might know what wh- where that is, and um, you'll see it, you'll see it on the video. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it should. It should a proper be watch this space. I'm curious now. Yeah, <laughs> y- you know, well, everyone knows I'm sponsored by Boeing Pie, so um, yeah, them boys are them boys are uh, in the video. So <laughs> pot, if if you're uh, if you like a pie and uh, you're not listening to uh, Matt's uh, fitness guides too much over Christmas <laughs> get yourself a box ordered because he does post oh, these pies Boeing in. pies Bowen. so B-O-W-E-N right Bowen okay Boeing pies um, if you get a box of them ordered um, they do post send them by post right. in like a refrigerated box and you can either freeze them put them in the oven or whatever you want to do with them right um, there you go nice uh, pie plug there you go they are awesome mate. honestly <laughs> my dad uh, literally lives off it? honestly. it's like oh son uh, it's my last day in work. Do you reckon you could sort me out some pies? <laughs> no worries. <laughs> yeah. So
0: for like the last ten minutes, how did you get into coaching? How did all that come about? Of it, for those who don't know, so about a month ago, it'll be November twenty-second was my birthday. Sophie, my girlfriend, got me a day coaching with Elliot, which oh, yeah. is how we first met. So I rocked up and did that day. It was a mint day. We'll obviously talk about it a bit more now. Got tons out of it. How did you? How did you start?
1: So coaching? When, when I was sixteen. Um, Basically, that that man over there, my dad, he turned around to me and went, "You could, you could coach, you know." son. Hmm. I was like, mm, "Don't really, didn't really think I knew much about mountain biking." O- obviously, I'd only been doing it for two years at that point. Um, so I was like, mm. I, "I hadn't really got any good race results at the time, right?" Like that, I didn't think I was that good. Um, and then, what's it called? I, um, my dad, gave me some piece of A four, didn't you? <laughs> a few sheets of A four paper and a pen. He said, "Write down what you go through," and I did, and. Turns out I filled quite a few sheets of A4, so um, and that that was that really. Um,
0: Sounds like it was something that you just took completely for granted, whereas.
1: Well, you don't realise. I just ride my bike. I just go out and ride my bike, and my dad said, "Break it down, go through what you go through, and I went through what what I'd go through on a on a day where. I broke so down all the riding. stuff that you
0: taught me then, um, was that you made that. You, have you learned? So uh, to give you an example, you're teaching us manuals, and it was yeah. like right pump get your bum yeah, over yeah, the back yeah, drop yeah. right down yeah, yeah, yeah. is that so, because you just know how to do that and you're teaching me how to do it or have you been taught how to teach that
1: well no, that no, no one's taught me how to teach no one's right. um, obviously when you get your coaching qualification they give you like tips and points and stuff like that but that's more you passing passing an exam yeah. kind of thing they're, they're just looking at the way you do yeah, things I can really
0: similar when I did my PT qualification yeah well that's, that's it they're, that not, they're not really
1: asked about you, you, your stuff like that but yeah. as long as you can coach in a safe environment in a safe manner then they're happy with that ok ok um, so, but no, um, when, when I'm, everything, everything I do on my coaching day, so if you come along to a coaching day, everything that I'm teaching you is something that I've taught myself in the past. Right. Um, so, we always did that when I was about, I don't know how old I was, <laughs> but I'm laughing because I can't quite see my dad around the Christmas tree, but he bought me a Saracen X-ray, I can't remember, how old would I have been? I was in primary school.
0: Six or he seven. Bought, he
1: bought me a Saracen X-Ray. It had 26-inch wheels. I was like a pea on a drum. It was massive. <laughs> we went up the day before. I bought it for my birthday for me. We went up um, the night, and uh, I had a pedal on this bike, and I could always just reach the pedals while my seat was up and all the rest of it. And, uh, and uh, the next morning, my dad woke up, and uh, I was doing laps around the block on the back wheel on it. Um, but, yeah. But, no, literally everything on a coaching day, I've taught myself either recently in the past... Um, but stuff like that and I know it works because it's working for me and another thing as well what I try and encourage is like don't watch your how-to videos on YouTube like they are helpful okay. and stuff like that um, but if you can watch like a vital raw video or something like that like of, of the top boys at races and stuff so like uh, Aaron G. Gaffer and um, Buddy L, um, Greg Minard, all, yeah. all the top boys, uh, you, you watch a video of them boys and how, how they ride um, and just. I, I, what I, all I used to do was go on YouTube type in a mountain bike video and just play with the speed just slow it down right. and then literally you can watch oh, okay. exactly what they're doing at every point right. and I found that well more useful uh, than someone going to it say it's how to do something yeah,
0: sometimes people don't always know how they do something either yeah, well, that's so they it. can say they're doing this but actually they're thinking about something yeah, different yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. very hard to know like you just said then it's very hard to know to actually be able to say what you're doing and what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's that's why my dad said, "Oh, you'd be you good at it because obviously I can talk. I don't know if any of you have noticed. <laughs> um, well, it's been a bit of a dry podcast. Yeah, this. Oh, God. I, don't know. I Can't get word to keep in prodding you. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Elliot, will you shut up? Um, no, um, but yeah, he said you're like, you like you you can talk to people and stuff like that, and yeah. I'm not I'm not shy. So, um, but yeah, it's it's um it's definitely a case of just breaking your riding down and. And uh, as soon as I did, as soon as I looked at everything that I did whilst I was riding, um, it was a massive thing. And another thing as well is Connor and Martin, who who I started a business with. Um, he he was he was like well he was the main coach. I was only an assistant because I could only qualify as a, a full qu- coach right, when I was eighteen. Younger. Yeah, um, so I had to wait two years before I could do that. Um, but no, Connor basically ran it. So my dad's always done my emails and stuff like that. My dad's done like all the behind the scenes, all the paperwork, everything. Um, to do with that kind of thing, and then me and Connor used to go out and coach, so when I was away at races, Connor would be flat out coaching literally, he, he was flat out fair play to him, he used to do it all the time uh, and then he buggered off to New Zealand and left us all, and as of yesterday was the first time he's been back around since New Zealand right, so, well. um, so he's back now he'll not be coaching, he'll not be doing anything Anything like that, he's just starting his own own tree surgery business like okay. So, um. but yeah, as of next year, my little brother will be coaching yep. with us, so um,
0: so your little brother's getting into it next year is he because I know that you do yeah, it with your so, brother
1: yeah so he's, he's fully qualified now so right. literally he can take a group whenever he's ready so he's got his first aid he's got his coaching qualification he's insured so um, it's just a case of me teaching him all, all the all the basically he can ride a bike he can ride a bike bloody well yeah I remember he um, said to me on the day yeah it's just a case of him learning um, how to basically how to, how to deal with different people because um, it's alright yeah. me telling you um, alright Mark this is what we want you to do yeah um, but when you've got a group of six people, and every one of them people are different, you've got to explain things in so many different ways, and then all of a sudden, you'll find a way of explaining stuff to someone, and it'll click. Yeah. And it's just the case of finding that. Um, and obviously, you've only got a few hours, so, uh, well, you've got you've only got a few minutes really, because you've got yeah. a, you've got yeah, all these different yeah. activities, and you want people to to do the best they can while they're there. So it's all right me saying, all right, here's a manual technique. Those two goals. All right, let's move on to the next thing. That's not how it works. Yeah. So a lot of the time when I'm coaching, I turn around to you and I said, the only time I'll move on from a uh, from doing each. Um,
0: for those listening we broke down when we first got there we did uh, let's try and get it from memory we did the attack position first yeah. then we did wheelies then we did manuals then we did bunny hops then we went over to a bit more of a downhill section and did um, drops line choice cornering then we did some pumping so we kind of went through it step by step yeah. so yeah carry
1: yeah, on yeah yeah so like when, when you turn up and you've <coughs> got um, say I've got like yourself and I'm like right okay so this is what you need to do to do a manual and um and it's like right okay so maybe you don't get it straight away maybe it takes a few more yeah. goals um, and then and then you get to a point where where you say all right well this time I want you to try this, yeah. and then all of a sudden your front wheel flies up in the air, and you're like, "Jesus, <laughs> like, where did that come from?" Kind of thing. You
0: know what I found from the day? So with manual specifically, so yeah. I can get the front wheel up. So if I had to get up, a you know, a curb or something, three yeah. times yeah. higher a curb, I can always get my front wheel up. But my tech, I could, I can't, still can't quite manual. But that's pure. I know how to do it now. So when we turned up, he was like, "Right, do this. Show me how to manual." Dead easily did it, and then I tried it a couple of times. The front wheel comes up bang, straight back down to the ground, front wheel comes up, bang. And then you film me doing it. And you were saying, right, you have to get your bum right back and you practically squat down and sit on the back wheel. So I, in my head, was doing that. I had my bum was far back as it could go and as low as it could go. And then um, Elliot filmed me and showed it. And I thought that my bum was nearly scraping the back wheel. And in reality, I was a good uh, half metre <laughs> off the back wheel. So as soon as you saw that, it was like all oh, right, I'm miles off. Um, yeah. So I think that really helps where then I did, kept practising and then a couple, it was on, you know, the front wheel's only up for a second, but yeah. I felt how it should feel. And it was that that was the most useful thing for me, that even though it was only up for a second, I then felt, all ah, right, here's how it should yeah, feel. Yeah. And then it felt like it was just a matter of me going away and practising. So I've been practising yeah, yeah, yeah. on every ride and gradually just getting a bit better, a bit better, a bit better. That, and I think awesome. that's what it was for me. It was just the, just getting that feeling of here's how it should feel. And seeing that video of when you see how you're doing it wrong. And then yeah. as soon as that, it clicks. And no, don't get me wrong, I didn't come away and I was manually down the street for a mile. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I knew how it should feel. Whereas before practicing on my own, I was just practicing and practicing the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so that,
1: that's that's what I say about um, like YouTube videos and stuff like that. Like GMBN are smashing it with the videos yeah. and stuff. Like all these how-to videos are really good. Um, and some people turn up to a coaching day and they're like oh these how to videos killing your business and all the rest of it oh, at, the no, uh, um, at the end of the day th- they're really good and like I encourage yeah, people yeah. to watch them and stuff like that Um, but at the end of the day you've not got someone turning around yeah, and saying But yeah. you're not you're not doing this like um but yeah, um, like I said, the, the only time I'll move on from each kind of technique, each each uh, activity we we'll would be doing is when, when you know what you're doing wrong. Yeah. So if you can yeah. correct... It, so any coach, um, you'll know yourselves, if the person that you're coaching can correct themselves and they turn around to you and they went, oh, I didn't do this this time, oh, I didn't drop my heels, blah, 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 blah yeah. Um, they can go away and they, they know if, they, if they're doing something wrong on their own, right, and they item. can turn around to themselves and go, oh, I didn't do that this time. Right, okay. Um, And that that's that's basically them being able to teach themselves yeah uh, obviously you can always teach I, I coach from 9 till 2 mm-hmm. Um you can only teach someone so many things in that amount of time um, but it's like people ask for jumps and drops courses jumps and drops I can do it in an hour and a half yeah an hour maybe two hours um, which is it's alright but you may as well come on a full day's coaching yeah do every activity we'll do your jumps and drops in in there um, and that way you can go away and practice it like your jumps and drops, it's alright, I'll give you the technique but it's a case of confidence and building yourself up yeah. it's alright me sending you off a drop that's two foot high and then you go in next alright, oh, okay, I can I can do jumps and drops now Elliot said I can jumps and drops, blah 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 go in and chucking yourself off a 15 foot drop <laughs> you know what I mean, it's, it's not the same it's, yeah. it's a case of I can't be there all the time, as much as I'd like to and I'd like to help people every single day um, I can't be there, so it's just a case of yeah, I'll give you I'll give you the technique, yeah, I'll spend as much time and I'll give you as many tips and pointers yeah. as I can possibly give you. To the point where at the end of a coaching day I turn around to everyone and I say, If you get stuck or you forget anything, drop me a message and or give me a ring or whatever and I'll help you out. Yeah. Um right, send me a video of what you're doing and I'll give you a few pointers on how, how to make it better kind of thing. Like like I say, I'm, I'm I'm easy like that do you know what I mean I just, it's just, it's just a nice feeling being able to help someone out do you
0: know what I mean yeah. get a buzz out is exactly that I what you mean yeah yeah and that's massively motivating for me too like Understand. obviously the other side of things that I do uh, one thing that I massively got from the day I found so dr- drops was something that I emailed you about yeah, yeah, saying yeah, drops is yeah. something that I struggle yeah. with and I thought I had the technique right but recently my mate went over the bars ended oh, up in an air ambulance boss. nearly broke his neck so that like shot my confidence a little bit as well seeing him and sorting that all out but then I can drop, I knew, I was thinking in the back of my head, that I had the technique right, but I was doubting, I was like, have I got the right technique, have I not? And one thing I got out of it, is when we actually got to the drop section, Elliot showed me how to do it, I did the first one, and you were just like, yeah, your technique's spot on, like you're doing it right, like filmed me, and you were like, we don't really need to be doing this, you can do it right, so when I just had that validation, that yeah, your technique's right, and he wasn't saying that, because it it, my technique was right because when we're on the manuals we spent an hour doing it because i couldn't get it um but it was just like yeah you've learned that five minutes you don't need any more help we'll move on and then later in the day we ended up going to a drop which was probably belly button height something like that is
1: it yeah, the, the one like off, the, off yeah, the road yeah. into the yeah. slot. It's not a big
0: drop. It's not a big no, drop at all. I the, are,
1: the hardest bit about that is committing off the road and then into that right-hander afterwards, yeah. if you remember. Yeah, exactly. In um, yeah. the was like, easy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. No, it, it's it's an horrible drop and you're not dropping onto like a flat beat. Yeah, it's space. like you don't know if your front wheel's just like go, yeah, you're going to yeah, land that's and it. slip out. And the other thing it. is as well, you've got trees all around you and all the rest yeah. of it. But yeah, it's like a belly button heart drop and yeah. uh,
0: Which the, isn't to, to some people listening, like me before I did it, that's massive. To some other people yeah. listening to it that's nothing, they can do it in the sleep, yeah, but, but it'll be a curb to them. Yeah, but, but that's f- it.
1: Everyone's gotta start somewhere. Like yeah. I I was doing belly button drop art uh, yeah. Belly button height drops a, a couple of years ago, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? And,
0: um, I think the fact for me, when you were there being coached and you said, yeah, your technique's fine, you can do that drop and you've got the technique, yeah, yeah. I knew then and I had the complete belief in myself that I can do it. So yeah, then yeah, it was yeah. just like, right, I rolled up to it two or three times, then ended up doing it. But I think for people listening, you should definitely get coaching. One thing I think a lot of people listening will be nervous about for getting coaching is the intimidation factor. Because some people, 100%. I was like, oh, at least it's going to be Mint is the under-21 world champ and I've seen his videos. <laughs> but other people will see that and it'll be intimidating and I as soon as I met you I think the one thing that shone through was that you're very 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 down to earth and it wouldn't have mattered whether I was if if I'd sent Sophie who doesn't ride a bike if I sent her on a course or if it was like a world cup level rider you were coaching or whatever yeah. I think the biggest thing was that you, you didn't feel judged at all you are completely down to earth like and I think for the people listening that's massively important and that, that's like, I'm the same with my PT so like a lot of personal trainers are massive muscles they go in string yeah. vests and they're dead intimidating it's all you like chicken and dishes. broccoli and yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking <laughs> I'm joking whereas I'm like Similar to you, dead light, chilled out, like I'm not bothered. Someone yeah. can come in a complete beginner or an expert and I'll help them, but I like to think that I'm approachable. And a lot of my clients come to me and say they want to train with me because of that. Yeah. Whereas other people will go to the guy who's got ripped six-pack abs and they want to look like I that w- and train want with him. I that, that's yeah. what I want. So they'll go to him or yeah. her. And I think you're the same in that you're dead approachable. So not once during the day did I feel stupid when no, I, I couldn't manual it. or couldn't wheelie or whatever. And I think that's massively important for a coach because... Yeah you see it all the time i can only relate from pt but i've been a pt yeah, yeah. for eight years so i've seen hundreds of trainers and you can see the ones yeah. who are really chilled out down to earth just want to help people and yeah. the others who've got that ego and yeah. i think the biggest thing for people listening if you're considering doing some coaching with elliot is that when you turn up you won't feel pressured at all and it's down to earth and i never ever recommend anyone's products ever yeah, so no, the fact that I that yeah that i know a few people in my group of um I put a thing after it yeah, saying here's yeah, how yeah, I found it yeah. a few people have put some with Elliot after because anyone who's followed me for you know the past two years will know that I never recommend products so yeah. when I'm saying that I recommend you go and do Elliot's coaching it's yeah. because I really do recommend you go do it
1: I appreciate that mate it means a lot um, but yeah it, it is that in terms of coaching like obviously um, to be honest our beginners coaches the, the numbers have dropped massively um, and it's not because there's not many beginners it's just because that um I don't know whether people intimidate intimidated. It's been mentioned yeah. before, like, um, when I was taking over, um, so what we did was we bought Rivington Bike Training back in the day. So we had Ryan to be coaching me and Connor, but we were both racing flat out. We couldn't advertise because none of us were here and all the rest of it. So we bought um, Frank and Matt, um, lovely lovely men. Um, they and I run Bounce Suspension in Preston. Um, but yeah, we bought the business, the custom website, stuff like that. And uh, as we were taking over, we did like some warming lessons, so like, um, Frank and Matt were coaching like the last few lessons before the changeover, and me and Connor went along with them. And um, <coughs> I got introduced as like, "Oh, E races World Cups, blah, 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 blah." And everyone kind of turned around and went, "Oh, I don't think I'm in the right place." Yeah, and, yeah. And it, it, to to me, yeah, it, it can come across as intimidating and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But what people don't realize is, yeah, I might have like, um, I might win races, I might do this, I might do that, I might race my mate and bike wherever, um, at, on a high level, but. I'm still I'm still a lad from Wigan. Um, do you know what I mean? I'm still I'm still gonna help you out as much as I can. I'm not gonna turn around and go, oh, you're rubbish, because I was there. I've been there. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And the only reason I'm here now is because I have built myself from literally nothing. Some little skinny lad that just used to ride about with his mates in a all and stuff like that around here, and and now um, and now now I've got where I am just through riding my bike and and uh, listening to what people have got to say and like everyone that can help you out. Listen to him, do you know what I mean? They're always trying to help you. Yeah. Like when my dad, me and my dad used to have arguments all the time when I was at a motocross race. I used to think I knew better and all the rest of it. And um, it got better. It got better. Um, but yeah, mountain biking, he came over and he's like, "Oh, do this, do that." And the more I listened, the better I got. Yeah. And um, and like me and my dad got on like a house on fire. Um, and I know I know looking back now that he was always ever trying to help me. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. But at the time, when when someone's trying to help you, just just. Like well, I'm obviously. I'm not saying come along and spend your money with riding TV coaching right like that. I anonimed. think you should. Oh, no, I appreciate <laughs> that. But no, I'm not saying come along and spend your money blah, blah blah blah. But what what all I am saying is, if you do come along, I guarantee you you'll have a good day with a good group of people and um, you'll you'll not be judged. Um, within the uh, this
0: will probably out within the. I was nervous before, so people are probably. Uh, see me as dead I am dead confident but confident confident yeah, yeah. rider I can ride fairly decent but I was nervous before I went so I was thinking oh what's it going to be like I don't want to make it like a cock of myself and then when we first started we rode to like a little covered area yeah. uh, it was wet I literally just met Elliot shook his hand <laughs> and he was like "Right, let's go over here so we rode I off what's
1: coming
0: <laughs> and it was like yeah. a uh, wood planks underneath and because I wasn't concentrating I was like I don't know playing with my guy you know talking to Elliot or whatever <laughs> I hit the wood plank at the complete wrong angle dead slow two mile an hour the front wheel went out and next thing I know I'm on the floor looking up at him and he didn't laugh he didn't say anything like I just stood up and he was like right so we're going to do an M check now on the bike so all we- <laughs> I just completely ignored oh, wow. it but that's like like I made a complete tit of myself but I'm not bothered I laugh at myself but like I didn't feel stupid for it at all whereas I think that I've not got much experience with other coaches, but I know yeah. people's impressions will be that you'll feel stupid if you mess up. The way I see it, cause I'm going to book on some more coaching myself with Elliot next year. Is that. I see myself at X level. You've got a beginner level. I see me at a certain level above that. And then Elliot's going to be way, way up there. And no matter how many times you go back, I know that I'm never going to be quite as good as Elliot as a rider. So he can always inch you forwards to that. And that's yeah. all you need. Just because Elliot's a miles better rider than me, he can, still improve, he can come down to my level, see where I'm at, and then improve me by 5%. And then next time yeah. you come along, you're a better rider, and then he improves you by 5%. And I think that's what, even if you're a complete beginner, it's not about you're not riding on a world cup level for the day. He's just looking at what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Um, so that, that's, that's like, that's mint to here. And, um, another thing as well is my little brother's getting involved. Like my little brother, he's raced like loads of UK races. And, um, and like I say, everything, everything that he's doing in his riding, he's doing the exact same technique, exact same, he's pretty much the exact same rider. He's just not as stupid as I am. <laughs> that's actually the only difference. Uh, he's a lot more sensible. He's always has been. And, uh, um, but no, he's, a, he's he's an awesome little rider. I kind of don't want people turning around and going, "Oh, I don't. I want don't want to be coached by um, Lewis I kind of want to be coached by Elliot." Because blah, blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, he's teaching the exact same things. He's going to be doing it in the exact same manner. He's he's learned everything from from me in coaching terms. Obviously, he's his own rider and everything. Yeah. Um. But we've rolled together now since I first started when I first started mountain biking. He got one exactly at the same time. Um. And to to be honest, um. <laughs> I Lewis always used to be really quiet. Um, like for example, this is this is like such a stupid example, but you'll know, laugh at this. But, like if we're on the way back from like, a motocross race or something like that, my mum was like, um, "Right, come on, should we get a chippy on the way back?" It was already been always been me that went in the chippy. Like, I said, go on, Lou, go and get us a chippy." He's like, "Oh no, no, no." <laughs> but that's same he was now he's he's really coming out of his, he's he's out of his shell and he's a, he's a lovely young lad and um, if you do get on a coaching course with I guarantee you'll have an awesome day. Yeah. I like, um, at the end of the day it's it's our company and I wouldn't have someone working for me if I didn't, you know, but, didn't believe in um, but no, if you do to be honest I think if you do come back and have a, have a day of Lewis, you, um, you'll 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 enjoy it because obviously he's a different he's a different person to me. um but yeah, no, you'll have just a good time. Me and Alice, we get on like a house on fire. It's stupid. Like, We're not like brothers. Even like, I come back from a race and he comes out like with all my mates and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's 18 now. He's, he's fully qualified. And um, to be honest, I'm looking forward to getting him out. And he's come on quite a few group courses with me. So if you've been on a group course recently in the past couple of months, um, obviously I, my little brother's had a broken wrist for probably five weeks because, like, NHS, he'll turn up and they'll put him in a cast for two weeks and say, right, it's healing now, so just take your time, <laughs> blah, 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 Two weeks later, it's hurting again, he's back in a cast. So that's been the process for the last five right. months. Um, five months? Yeah, five oh, months. Lad. So I can't remember if it was the start of July, start of June. Um, but, yeah, it was It was a nightmare. It was when um, Enduro National Champs was it, in Ethan uh, and Glentress. Um, but yeah, it's been a long process for him, so he's dead excited to get back on his bike. But yeah, I just thought I'd mention that because um, he, he will be, when I'm away racing, he's going to be here, he's going to be working bloody hard to, to yeah. get people back. Yeah, on yeah, his absolutely. Bike, and so the thing so. is,
0: when you're away, it's going to be good that people can still come and coach or ride yeah. MTB yeah, coaching well, when it. you're not there.
1: It's been a massive pain because you can't advertise too much because then yeah. you've got to turn around to people say, Oh yeah, yeah, I can coach you. In six months. In six months' time on this Saturday morning. Yeah. Is that all right? you yeah. feel like you're going to the dentist. You're yeah. going to the dentist where you turn up and it's like, right, okay, so um, are you free on uh, the 6th of, <laughs> 6th of January in two thousand twenty? You know what, though, I think it, from a uh, business point of morning? view, that's
0: not a bad thing, I'd say. No, 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 that's,
1: it, it, is, it is good, but it's not necessarily because I've got so much business, it's because I'm not right, here. Right, okay, here enough. yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, I'm away, like, for example, last year, I was away for six weeks at yeah. one stage and, obviously not many people are getting coached in that six weeks <laughs> um but no i do i do enjoy the coaching massively and um, it's such a nice thing to be able to come back to because um, yeah you're so serious at the races everyone's like oh, worrying about this that and the other and you come back and you t- you talk to people and um it's 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 exciting to be, you know where people are from like different jobs so, like you you for example you turned up and you were like doing all this mcb fitness stuff i was like no way that's <laughs> and then i get people that work like for example last year i had a fellow that worked on like super yachts in monaco he come on he comes on for five weeks and then goes out working on them for like a couple of months and all the rest of it um literally you get some people and it, it's so interesting meeting yeah. so many people i love it personally um because you can never meet too many people i don't think yeah um and meeting more people is just going to give you more experience and stuff like that and um yeah, to be honest, I've never met anyone that anyone in the coaching aspect where I've turned around and gone, Oh, he was a bit hard work or anything like yeah. that. It's- it's, it's usually it's a re- it's a really good day a lot
0: of mountain bikes are like that aren't they as well they just sound just, just like laid- most mountain bikes I've ever met have just been really nice laid back people yeah, yeah.
1: fair f- play to you lot who's listening <laughs> to this, like, you're, you're a nice good bunch. community yeah if you, if you ever see me out anywhere come over say hello I'm dead laid back um, we'll have a chat about some absolute rubbish if you want I'm always keen for a chat um, but no no um, like I say it's yeah it's lovely being in a community where everyone gets on yeah um, yeah, yeah I agree yeah um, yeah to be honest I've not met many many absolute tossers but I'm sure there is some I'm sure there is some but I've not, not met many at yeah, all no me too it's such such a such a good industry to be involved yeah. in and um, yeah I'm quite quite humble to be a big, a big well it to be a big part of my life kind of thing uh, it's really good uh,
0: so I think on that note that's a really good way to end it let's end with two things so first of all what's one tip that you'll leave people with it can be absolutely anything what's one tip that you want to leave the listeners with
1: um, want it? Use your skill centres, uh, your skills, skills areas at your trail centres. Use them. Go oh, spend okay. half an hour before you do a lap round there. That's good. I'll give you a few. I'll give you another one. Yeah, as well. go for it. Give me more than one. Stop worrying about your bikes and your setup and everything like. That. Just go out and enjoy riding the bloody thing. Honestly, <laughs> people worry about stuff so much, and honestly, half the time it's not worth it. Just go out, enjoy yourselves, and just and like when I go out my training rides, I put my earphones in. And it's just me for two hours thinking about my wife and everything. I go through everything. It's weird as hell. You know, like when you're lying in bed, and you see you and just enjoy yourselves, boys. That's why we're here, boys, girls, whatever. Just go ahead and ride your bike and have fun. And um, just just remember, at the end of the day, this is riding a bike. So if you can enjoy it do, it, do it while you can. Do you know what I mean? None of us are going to be able to do it forever. So just enjoy yourselves. Yeah. it's important
0: that's a wicked 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 point to end on so um, people, where's the best place for people to go to look uh, for more of your stuff and Ride MTV um, coaching my I think stuff
1: I it's Elliot Heap Facebook Instagram just Elliot Heat. double L double T don't forget it <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you'll find some other random dude <laughs> with a very weird name <laughs> um, but no Elliot Heap uh, and then the Ride MTV stuff same it's just Ride MTV coaching on Instagram www.ride um, and then Riding TV Coach on Facebook as well no. um, but yeah no worries mate thank you That's nice all for coming on no, no it's been mint cheers
0: pal hey podcast and welcome back I hope you really enjoyed that episode with Elliot. It was great sitting down and chatting to him. I highly recommend you check out his business. It's Ride MTB Coaching. All the links will be in the information. I do uh, recommend that you check it out because it really, really improved my riding. And as you'll know if you've followed MTB Fitness for a while, I very, very rarely recommend any other businesses or products. Uh, So when I do, you know that it's really good. Um, So yeah, check out Elliot. Elliot. Thanks so much for listening. Don't be afraid to leave a review in iTunes or on whichever app you're listening on to this podcast too. And I'll see you next time for episode seven of the MTB Fitness Podcast.